Welcome to the She Wore Black podcast. I'm Agatha Andrews. Today, I've invited friend and author Desiree M. Nicolai to do a buddy read with me. We discuss The Ghost Bride by Young C. Chu, compare the novel to the Netflix adaptation, and share our favorite sexy smooch moments of the book. If you want to read The Ghost Bride after all of our squeeing, you can order your copy using my bookshop.org link to support the show as well as independent bookstores nationwide. That's at bookshop.org slash shop slash she wore black. I also want to add that you can help out the show by following she wore black on Twitter and Instagram and leaving us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for joining us today. Now onto the show. All right. Well, Desiree, welcome back to the show. This is your second venture on she wore black. Thank you so much for having me again. This is going to be so much fun. Well, you were the absolute perfect person to have come talk about the ghost bride with me um, because you, you know, love monster romance. You love kind of gothic-y things too. And, and I just thought there's, there's so much potential for, for Desiree's expertise <laughs> to talk with <laughs> me about, about this sexy, ghosty, gothic-y, spooky book. Yeah, yeah, this is the historical fiction, but it's got so many strong supernatural elements, some light romantic ones, and there's even a murder mystery. All the um, things. Yeah, all the things. And I'm not going to spoil it up front, but there's a really, really neat surprise that we'll probably get to later. But all I will say is that being a reader and a writer of monster and paranormal romance, I was really, really into it. So. Yeah, well, and some people might wonder like why I picked a book that's a little bit older, which I know podcasts do, but it's it's one of those books that I used to when I was a I told you this before, I think, or maybe I told somebody else in a previous podcast, but I when I was a librarian and I would do book talks, you have to be sort of quick and to the point, you know, especially with middle school and high school students. And I would when I would book talk this with high school students, I would give like a two or three sentence summary which was basically that it's, it's uh, a Malaysian story that has a woman, they're contemplating marrying her to a ghost to appease this ghost spirit because there's a murder mystery that's happening behind it. And that's really all teenagers needed to hear. And they would like attack me <laughs> to grab yeah. the book when I would, cause you know, I would basically talk about like 10 or 12 books and then I would, and then I'd have stacks and stacks of books on the table that they, you know, if you like the one I talked about, you'll also like these other ones kind of thing they were like lions with the wounded gazelle I mean they were just like come after me for this book and then I had to tell one student to stop harassing another girl to hurry up and finish it because she was next in line I was like you can't tell her to hurry up she has her two weeks <laughs> well I mean when you pitched it to me like you know the same things like drew me in I like I have to read this book ghost bride like She's yeah. going to marry a ghost. Yeah. Sign me up. Well, and so I love what I loved about it too, is that, you know, kids are always interested. And of course me, um, are always looking for a new way to read a ghost story. And that it was just, it pulled me in. I hadn't read it until last year. And actually I listened to the audio and I would Damn. actually really suggest that. Um, I would too. 
I have the book. I tell you what, she's gotten my money like three different ways. So <laughs> I got the audio book first and she, the author, Yang Si Chu is the one who reads it. And yep. I, you know, you and I are, are kind of, we're savvy on audios. You know, we listen to audios, I think quite a bit. And I just really love when a reader or an author can read their own book. I'm sucked in. I'm enchanted. Not all authors are very good at it. <laughs> yeah, won't. no, I don't think I could do it, but no, Yangtze Chu does an excellent, excellent job. And like the rich, rich, like setting description and like all the historical context. And, you know, that's her background. Um, it just makes it a really, really awesome experience, listening experience. And I love how, okay, so for one thing, it will help with anybody pronouncing names and locations. Yes. I think that's very helpful. But I really love how she, as a narrator, is able to translate for us, like the voices in her head, like the the ama, you know, the the kind of, I guess the lady's maid or, or mother figure, but she's yeah. like a maid. Yeah, yeah every single character was believable. <laughs> I was sucked into the, the way she read. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I would highly recommend the audio if you're gonna try the book. It is also a Netflix series. And so some people may have already seen it. Some people may wanna try it first. We can kind of, let's go back and give a summary, but then I really wanna talk about like comparing and contrasting the stories. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what I also have bonus information from a friend of mine who lived in Malaysia. She lived there from 1985 to 1990. So of course, her descriptions and memory of everything is from that time. If there's been any changes, you know, she obviously wasn't physically there to attest to that. But but yeah, going back and in Malaya in 1893, you know, it it was rare then. I don't want to give the impression that it's a common practice even historically, but to appease a ghost, a family might consider trying to marry that ghost to a ghost bride, like if a young heir died early and they felt like it was an unsettled spirit, they may try to find a woman who's living to marry that ghost. Now, again, it wasn't very common, but you know, that usually also happened with wealthier families because an heir wouldn't be unsettled if he didn't have anything to inherit. Right. So, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, so she would actually be set up for life. She just would never have the opportunity to marry herself because the idea and to have children, that, right. And the idea would be that, you know, the ghost is the ghost husband's always going to be around. So there's no, there's no alternative choice for her. So it would be sort of like becoming a nun, but you're married. Yeah, and it's not till death do you part. It's literally right. forever. It's eternal. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it wasn't common. So I do find it interesting that it's just fascinating to me. And so such a rich like source to pull from. I mean, there were ghosts everywhere, not even just him. There was like a ton of ghosts in this. Oh place. yeah, like the hungry, there's like, you know, the hungry ghosts, there's the ghosts like Fawn who, they're just so dependent on the living, you yes. know? It, and family, like the family ties are so, so important because if a ghost is forgotten or uh, th their family isn't around to provide things like spirit money or spirit goods and offerings yeah. like in the afterlife 
that ghost will start to fade away and become what something that they call a hungry ghost. Yeah. Um, well, and I think the idea is that they work towards reincarnation. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And if no. you become in the real tragedy of becoming a, a hungry ghost, I believe is that you won't be able to be reborn. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, didn't they say that that's usually people that didn't have family that were sort of yeah. on their yeah, own yeah, yeah. hungry ghosts or something, or didn't have a living family. Like maybe they came from one, but they're like the last survivor or something. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. Or like, or if someone befell a tragedy and their family doesn't know what happened to them. Yeah. Yeah. So when we were getting into Leland's, Leland's story, um, so she doesn't willingly become a ghost bride. Like the book opens with Leland being asked by her father if she would like to become a ghost bride. Like he asks her and there's no pressure. Yes. Leland at the time doesn't know that her family is in financial straits because her father essentially squandered the family money and the family business. He's a really sweet, loving man and he has a beautiful fond relationship with his daughter and it's a hundred percent her choice yeah whether she makes the decision to be a ghost bride he spiraled into depression I think is what we're looking yeah. at because he got yeah. smallpox at the same time as his wife and it of course physically affected him but it killed her and he yeah. was so in love with his wife and just sort of spiraled into depression after that and never really recovered Exactly. So it's not like he was one of the, we read a lot in like Regency romances of like Dukes having to inherit like a debt filled, you know, uh, a title, yeah. but this isn't about that. It was really more of a man who like loved his wife so much and just. And then that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. This was fueled by grief. This wasn't because like he didn't care. Mm -hmm. He cares very deeply. He's just very much hurting. And, but I, I, I did like the fact that he was very much giving Leland the choice yeah. in, in this. There was no pressure. It wasn't like, you know, we could use the money, but he never brings that into the conversation. Right. He doesn't in any way try to like influence her choice. And how many times, Desiree, have we come across a historical romance where that dynamic between a father and daughter is not the case or a father and a mother, you know, the expectations are totally different. So I think- Yeah, like this is your duty to yeah. our family. And to so do that's this. one of the ways I felt like it was kind of at once historical and modern, mm -hmm. you know, and, and the, his, the father's love of her mother set her up to, to want love too, you know, set yes. her up to cherish that too. Yeah. Yes. And this <laughs> is so important because spoilers later in the episode of yeah. the choice she makes, because yeah. she is, she has multiple love interests. I mean, there's which I love being who's, you know, I mean, okay. I wish he was a nicer ghost, but he's not, yeah. it would have been love. It would be lovely if he could, if he could have been actually in the running, but he's too much of a jerk. Yeah. But then there's also Tian Bai, who's the medical doctor in training. Yeah. Um, and then there's somebody else who we'll get to when we get to. Well, and, and what, okay. So getting back to Tian Bai, one of the things is he gifts, like she first encounters him when he's working on a clock and he gifts her an old watch that the old watch that he's working on, I guess it's not a clock. It's a watch. Like a pocket watch, I think. I think or, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or a small, yeah. Either a pocket watch or a small clock or something. But anyway, um, she gives 
you know, some scientific explanation, he says like, well, these actually allow us to sail like, you know, long, longitude and latitude. And it's a big deal. And here's why these are so much more efficient than the other clocks. And, and, and it's this whole thing. And that contrasts with Amaz, like that, those are unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I just love that. Like at every turn you see the new and the old. Yeah. You know, even yeah. with small things like that. Oh, I just love Amaz. She's so I sweet. She's so sweet and feisty. She's a hoot. And I will have to say, I mean, even though this story has like the sad, the sad father, or it has, it's, um, you know, got ghosts and these kind of the planes of the dead and everything. I don't get like, there's elements of it that are Gothic, but I don't get the same feelings of gothic I feel like this is actually a little more upbeat or fun even through the dark parts if that does that make sense like you know you have you have Erlang who's just like a hoot throughout the whole book you know and he's I think even when you have Lim Chin Ching who's the ghost like even he's kind of cheeky. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I just kind of feel like in a Ma's a lot of fun, like even though it, it can be dark, it's also yeah, yeah. a fun little journey. Like, I think it's Leland's like, I don't know, the way she's perceiving things and how like sassy and like quick to like yeah. engage in bantering with whoever oh, she encounters. Yeah. It just adds a little levity. What did you think of the aesthetic like the whole cast of this show is incredibly beautiful and I remember looking at her mother going oh my god like every feature she's got is gorgeous you know I know and like all the shots on like um Tian Ching's hair uh the shots on Tian Bai's like very like ripped and veiny like forearms and hands I'm like I see what you're doing here you are definitely saying to the audience you must look at this man's hands because (laughs) Lilan is all right I know I was not sad about any of the casting let's just put it that way I actually prefer I mean Lim Chin Ching who's the ghost is described as a you know in a lot of various unattractive ways in the book and he is drop dead gorgeous in the show and as much as I enjoyed it for you know because it's fun to watch a, a beautiful man I actually like the idea of her being repulsed you know she's repulsed because he's a ghost right but the idea of her not wanting anything to do with a beautiful man for other reasons is more interesting to me than yeah. it's just too easy to not like to, to villainize someone who's not conventionally beautiful, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and so I actually prefer them using like a ridiculously beautiful man. You know, yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, it's too easy. If he's unattractive, that's too easy, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't send a good message either. It does. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and I will say that like, um, I don't know. I, I think it's less about uh, Lim Ting Ching being a ghost. It's more that he's a big old jerk, you know? <laughs> he is just so unpleasant and abusive, and he's just blah. Right. Had he been charming or something else, yeah. she might have been like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. If he had been Bai, like Tian Bai or like Erlong, yeah. But he's he a spoiled brat. 
he yeah. would have been in the running. I was I, okay. I'm not gonna lie. When I when I when I read the like the a little bit of the premise for the book and like saw like the trailer for the show, I was like, okay, this might be like an enemies to lovers. Like he's like kind of like despicable in the beginning, but then he like you slowly understand like his motivations, and especially when they like reveal in the first episode that he was murdered. Like he said, I was murdered by uh, Tian Bai. I was kind of like oh okay well maybe he's got like a redemptive feature and we're going to kind of come to sympathize with him but but all right (laughs) and we should probably have issued a spoiler alert for that see i'll see if there's a soundbite spoiler alert because you know people coming to it may not may think the same thing i thought the same thing like is it going to be an enemies to lovers connection there like where he you know stops being being that way and you know yeah and I'm not gonna lie I I really was like thinking we are gonna get her marrying a ghost and (laughs) my my crazy bonkers like paranormal loving heart was just like oh yay that sounds great but don't worry the alternative is equally if not more suitable it's delicious (laughs) um so real quick let's get to Okay. So yeah, I love the cast. I love every single person in it. One of the things I thought was interesting was, and you know, again, I, if you're wanting to read the book, you may want to just read it before you listen to anything else we say from here on out, especially <laughs> I, th- and, and I don't even know if we need to get into them, but one of the things that people need to make a decision about is whether or not they're going to read the book or watch the show first, because there are some massive plot points that are super different. <laughs> yes. Yes. Massive. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy because some of my favorite things about the book weren't in the show and some of my favorite things about the show weren't in the book. Right. And so like who, who killed him is totally different. Yes. Uh, you know, like all of this. And I'm like, wow, you know, a character that was only mentioned that we never actually saw in the book is a major character in the show. Um, Like, so there's all these differences. So like when I watch Outlander or when I watch Bridgerton, I know that there are major differences in the same way, but I enjoy it on its own as its own thing. And I can separate that in my head. So just know that going in, if you're interested in both stories, I would say that they're different enough to warrant experiencing both things but know that they're going to be very different (laughs) as far as like I I agree with that I enjoyed both yeah yeah but yeah some major plot points as far as like how the mystery even resolves is totally different than it is in the book so it's like you're getting two totally different mysteries (laughs) yeah (laughs) so what are some of your favorite bits and pieces I know you had some talking points you wanted to to address too okay so I guess I'll start with Arlong because we've mentioned him before, but we didn't really quite introduce him. Nope. So in the show, Leilon and Erlon's meet cute are, it, it's gold. It's comedic it? perfection. I freaking love it. So she meets him in the very first episode, which is definitely a diversion from the book because it, it, it takes her a while before she even has like a, even like a brief encounter with him. So she's kind of, she's at the limb house. Um, I think they're at a party and she's snooping around. I don't remember what she's looking for. Do you remember what she's looking for? I don't. Okay. Well, it, it, it doesn't really matter. She's snooping around. She goes into, I think it's Lim Tien Ching's, uh, 
old bedroom and there's like a portrait of him and like a altar that has like offerings and incense and she's you know she's snooping around I think you know she's just trying to figure out what's going on with uh the ghost bride situation and she hears some servants coming and she's like oh crap I can't be discovered in here this is bad so she like stops drops and barrel rolls bed and she literally bumps shoulders with Arlong and I'm just like love it there's so much dramatic flair in the tv show it's it's very very entertaining I know and then I just um I do love that you know honestly I mean because we are ultimately know the end I love that I didn't actually know where this was going to go love I knew there was going to be it was going to be someone you know but I couldn't I mean there's three possibilities like I mean even including the you know Lim Ching Ching who is the ghost like again, I wasn't sure if he was going to come around to not being behaving the way he was behaving, you know, and maybe that it would be an enemies to lovers. Um, but yeah, there's Tian Bai and Erlang and, and she's just got all these beautiful men. Yeah. (laughs) Wandering around. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's like Lilan has to choose between enemies to lovers, uh, friends to lovers because she knew Tian Bai growing up and then irritated to lovers. Yeah, not only irritated to lovers, but obviously otherworldly. And so uh, you're just kind of like, we don't even know exactly what he is through most of the book. Um, so I, you know, I kind of want to save that for them, but a little bit, you know, <laughs> I that's mean, fair, that's fair. I'm you know. getting ahead of myself. I'm just like chomping at the bit. I know, I know, but I just, I, we don't even know what he is exactly. And then of course we learn more about him as we go along, but every single person has just such delicious possibilities, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. um, what did you think of them using Isabel in the, in the show differently than they did in the book? Yeah. Cause, uh, in the, in the book she's mentioned, but she's not an on-page character, yeah. but in the show she very much is and we don't have to um, say how she's used but I mean you know obviously she in the in the show she's uh, engaged to Tinbai. we can say that um mm-hmm. and in the book like they had been engaged at one point but that didn't happen or something like something along those lines it got, it got broken off um so we never see yeah. her but in the show, like, and she's also this incredibly beautiful person. <laughs> I'm like yeah. every single cast member, even a is adorable, you know. Oh. Yes. It. Um, oh, what do I think about Isabel in the show? That's I that's a tough question because my strongest opinions of her are spoilery. Okay, um, well, let me say this. I thought it was interesting that of all the characters, she had the most historical looking clothes. <laughs> Let's talk oh, about yeah, 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 yeah. Very, she, very British influence, though, like the yeah. high neck collar and like the, 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 the I don't know, the skirt. <laughs> That's I not a very good description of fashion. <laughs> I think Sorry. her character in both shows is that she's half Portuguese, like half yeah. something else. So you see that, you know, you see yeah. like going back to the whole idea of costuming and everything. Um, and she also looked kind of like Bjork to me. So I had a real hard time not like <laughs> thinking about Bjork when I was looking at her. Um, she's also, she's another American actor, apparently. Like she was born here rather, but like kind of grew up in, in Taiwan. So 
but they had a couple of Americans on the show, which I did not realize, including her, the one who played her mother. Like I said, that's from Texas. I, so some people that I thought were super captivating. I thought, um, Madam Lynn was super captivating her face, her movements, like she, and she's this clearly this beauty who runs the house, but also is like a distraught mother because her son, um, Lim Chin Ching is the one who is the ghost and she's trying to appease him. Um, and grieving. Yes, absolutely. As a mother of a boy, I understand, um, what it would be like, like the idea of like, you're you, and then knowing or feeling that he was murdered and wanting that addressed and the whole thing. But I just thought she was such a captivating actress. I just loved her. Yeah. And, and, and it's good too, because like in the book, like that character is kind of like described as being kind of like, well, the way that Young Zee Chu narrates her voice is just very quiet and soft-spoken, but very commanding, very yeah. much a force of presence, force of presence. And yeah, you, you, I mean, she's that in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe less the soft-spokenness, but definitely very commanding. I mean, eyes, like all she has to do is raise her eyebrow and I'm like, okay, I get you. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I'll do it. <laughs> I'm at her command. So. Yeah. But I really loved how they, what they did with her. Um, the book, she is not portrayed in a very, I would say sympathetic light um, because like towards the end of the story, um, her family members like T and Vi like describe her as being like mad and just going crazy and just not making any sense. And like, I think they put her in an asylum or something. Which is like a very Gothic element. Like I said, there are elements mm-hmm. of the Gothic in here. And that's one of the reasons why I loved it and was, a you know, drawn to it in the first place and thought, you know, it actually really works well for our show because, you know, I... I love the gothic elements of it. I love that you also have like bring all of this cool like paranormal romance expertise to the table. And so I was like, you know, you were the perfect person to talk to about this, but I was like that you know a, a mad woman is a very typical gothic trope. And the thing is is that you can sympathize with what's driving her mad. You know. Right. And in the show calls it out a bit more. Like yeah. she literally has conversations um, with, uh, Leland's father about like, okay, this is why I'm doing this because Mm -hmm. this is my son. What would you do if you were in my shoes? And then, uh, T and Vi, like on the show is, you know, he's voicing to Young Hong, who is, uh, T and Ching's half sister that your mom's going crazy and blah, blah. blah, And Young Hong's like, stops him right there. She's like, she is a grieving mother. Yeah. Like, None of this crazy talk. Yeah. Um, And not only that, she, you know, on her own journey to find like who killed her kid. Because the thing is, is like, he's supposed to be like, he, there was nothing wrong with him. He wasn't ill. He wasn't, you know, uh, there was no reason for him to die so young and so tragically. So, you know, she wants to figure that out. You know, I just, yeah, that's definitely one of the Gothic elements. I mean, there obviously ghosts galore. We have the haunted house and, you know, and the haunted kind of, it's even got like a little haunted town, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, in the other world, but his house has got like, he's a ghost, but he has ghost servants. 
He has guests that are dead, like come visit for parties and things like this. So yeah. Um, and they like wear masks and things. Cause you can see part of their faces yeah. are rotted away and they're like trying to like hide the decay yeah. with gilding. All very spooky. So I'm like, these are all very gothy thing, like gothic things and masquerade masks. Yeah, I do wish. So going back to comparing, I do wish we would have seen more of of my things as far as like, I would love to have seen like the horse factor in because the horse is a character that she depends on um, and that saves her in some way, you know, sometimes. But there's also characters that were not included in the show that were fascinating in the book. Like the one whose body she switches out with, like someone inhabits her body. Yeah. 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 Oh, sorry. We don't see that person in the movie, in the show at all. Um, And that's a pretty important character. Yeah. 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 That's a major, major uh, change. And I mean, did it hurt the story not to have her in there? I mean, that was a subplot, the fact that her body got stolen by Fawn. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it didn't hurt it in the show. I just, it was just such a big part of the book. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you yeah. know, Outlander does that. They keep Myrta alive. And I'm like, that was a better choice. <laughs> I agree. I love Myrta. I was like, ah. It's like every plot point involving him. And they did that with True Blood too. I'm forgetting his name right now, but the one who was murdered at the end of True Blood became like in the books and never comes back because he was murdered. That was the victim. Um, but he comes back and like for the rest of the series as a major character <laughs> in True Blood. And I'm like, every single plot point that he's involved in is not in the books, but he's so much cooler. Than- <laughs> so sometimes that happens, you know, that happens. Yeah, um, with that. I know you've got a plethora of notes though. What else have you got down there? Okay. I'm not going to lie. I like have notes that are labeled first kiss and second kiss. <laughs> I have a kiss note as well. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if one of them is the same. Uh, yes. And I also have notes that are like, because clearly I have to have a ship. I have to have the yeah. one that I want Lelon to end up with. So I've got like a pros and cons, like yeah. TFI or Erlong. Right, right. And that's kind of the fun of the book. You know, I just love that. I'm like, we can just kind of play around with this. Yeah. yeah and, I, and I love romance. I'm a romance reader and writer. So of course, those are the things that I fix. Yeah. Um, oh, a lot of my listeners are too. So no worries. Well, uh, I have the kiss I have marked is page 340. You have marked. Oh, I didn't put pages. Okay. It's when she's in the cemetery and she's not doing so hot. Oh, is yeah. That- well, is that the one you have marked? Go ahead. I've got to find mine. So <laughs> I just okay. have the page number written down. I'm like, what was going on? You know what? I should, would it be okay? To, like read it. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> okay. I should find it. But um, essentially just for some context, I'm going to, but she's in the cemetery. She has just gotten back from the plains of the dead and she's witnessed the fact that Fawn has taken over her body and she's not doing so hot. She's been separated from her body for a good long time. So she's fading away and she's in danger of becoming a hungry ghost. Mm -hmm. And um, she has a way of summoning Erlong because earlier in the book, he gives her a, uh, an item. I don't know. Do you want me to say what it is? No, don't say. Okay. He gives her an item (laughs) and 
They're going to have to read it and find out. Okay. 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 <laughs> I may change my mind, but I'm just saying that for the moment. Okay. Okay. There. Um, and so she summons him and when he arrives, they like, she's dying, but they still manage to like tease and, uh, sass each other. Mm-hmm. They do. And, um, so he ultimately offers to give her some of his chi, chi, chi. I think that's how it's said. Um, so it basically is life force mm-hmm. and, um, he delivers it via a kiss. A smooch. Yep. Oh, it's a real good smooch. Um, <laughs> all right. Too proud to show my fears, I fell into his arms. He was close, too close. I clenched my eyes, his lips brushed mine, briefly at first, as though he was considering it. A shiver traced its way between my shoulder blades. I thought he was about to say something. Then he exhaled. His breath was hot and clean, a wind that pierced and melted me in an instant. The world spun, the stars in the sky guttered like candles. I knew nothing but the grip of his arm and the heat of his mouth. There was a burning sensation wherever his skin touched me, against my cheek, my neck. Forcing my lips open wider, he pressed his mouth hard against mine. His breath penetrated me, permeating every fiber of my being until I couldn't contain it. I wanted to bite him, to scream. His tongue darted into my mouth, swift and slippery as an eel. Shaking, I dug my fingers into his back until he gasped in pain. My chest squeezed, a shudder racked my body. From far away, I heard him groan deeply, but I would not let go. This, then, was how a ghost could steal the life out of someone. I felt feverish, and a strange languor overcame me. Then he was gently shaking me. Enough. <sighs> Death <Definitely. sighs> I need a fan. I need to I like, know. Yes, I oh my I'm goodness, like, girl. <laughs> you thirsty woman. I love you. I know. I know. I was like, oh my God. And I think, oh, is it, yeah. there, it might be, another, it might be another scene. It might be the one that you, you're looking for, but oh, there's, a, there's more good stuff. I'll read um, one. Okay. And it's towards the end. So like there's, it's like right at the, I think, yeah, it's like when, yeah, there's hardly any pages left after this. So it's kind of like when it's, it's when it close to your favorite moment, actually, (laughs) when she's basically gone through all the shit and then, you know, she sees him again. (sighs) Are we ready? Yes. (laughs) Open your mouth then. Why? I'm going to put my tongue in. Doesn't stop there, guys. But I was like, oh my God. Okay. And he's just so funny, you know, about it. Cause it's anyway, that he could joke at a time like this was really unbelievable. Despite my outrage, however, I flung myself into his arms, half laughing, half furious. I pressed my mouth fiercely against his. He pinned me against the well shaft. Don't you love that? Don't you love a good painting, Desiree? I The stone chilled my back through my wet clothes, but my skin burned where he held my wrists. Gasping, I could feel the heat of him as his tongue slipped inside. My pulse raced, my body trembled uncontrollably. 
There was only the hard pressure of his mouth, the slick thrust of his tongue. I wanted to cry, but no tears came. A river was melting in me, my core dissolving like wax in his arms. My ears hummed. I could only hear the rasping of our breaths, the hammering of my heart. A stifled moan escaped my lips. He gave a long sigh and broke away. I know for us to just talk. I couldn't even get through reading the one paragraph without going Desiree. <laughs> I know. I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't um use up all of my like kiss fodder just like excitedly like DMing you about like every little bit that was like getting me like <sighs> so squeezed. I, um, I know you love the last line, but I will restrain my. I would say, I would say there's like a comma, like, just don't say who she's talking about. Let them figure it out. Um, it says when so-and-so comes for his answer and then, you know, read the rest. (sighs) I will tell him that I have always thought of, he was a monster and that I want to be his bride. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect line. So good. So good. On that line. And, oh best I will think of that line for the rest of my life is and my this, is why I asked you, this is why I asked you to do the Betty read with me because I was like oh my gosh if anybody on this planet can do a monster read with me a monster romance read with me because in a way I kind of consider that this I mean it's paranormal mm-hmm. it's like it's just all these wonderful things that you and I are so interested in Mm-hmm. and it's just it's gorgeous and it's a different kind of story you know sometimes we get kind of caught up in the same things and I just really loved being transported somewhere else entirely different oh yeah okay can I be extra and talk about one more kiss as much as you want this is a okay. kiss. this is a kiss uh, friendly zone <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 so like this is another Erlong kiss she also kisses Tian Bai and in the show, she kisses Tian Ching. Yeah. So, I mean, there's kisses abound. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, this one is with Erlong. And I just love it because it just shows like their feisty, bantery, yes. like nature. And he's like, you never thanked me for saving your life. And she like grabs his collar and like gets it in his yes. face. And she yells, thank you. And then she just pulls him in for a real good smooch. And I'm Very just like, nice. leave on, you're my hero. <laughs> She's our kind of heroine, right? For uh, I, love, I uh, love her so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and she had the, I mean, she was brave enough to try, you know, go into the land of the dead and try to solve these problems. I mean, yes, she had help, but I mean, she was like, I mean, some of, a lot of the help she got was actually from fellow ladies, like Ama took her to the person who was like the, the, there was like women, I want to call them curanderas because that's my cultural reference, but you know, ones that were able to do like their own kind of exorcism or their own, um, what, what were they called? Were they mediums? I think she was calling them. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. like, so, you know, she had, it, it, it just such an interesting cast. And I just really liked that her dad really nurtured her education and, you know, it was just such a wonderful story. I really enjoyed it. Yes, I did too. Um, I did too. I want there to be another book. I know. Well, I haven't (laughs) read it yet, but I've heard good things about the night tiger and I did get it in my box this last time from book of the month. I was like, you know, I'm going to do an add on this time. (laughs) 
did that. Um, I did that one. And I, I think she also reads the audio. So I think I'm going to do like what I did with this one, where I have the book too. So I can look at spellings and sometimes it helps me. It does um, too. Yeah. It helps me too. I, I'm a visual learner, mm-hmm. but like hearing it, especially yeah. words that aren't familiar to me or names that aren't familiar to me. Like, yeah, I, I agree. Both are so I, I have the, I mean, like I said, she, for each story, she gets my money like three different ways. Right. So, <laughs> um, so I have the audio, which I will listen to, but I have the book too, so that I can use that as a reference for spelling. And I think, um, that that'll help me on that one, but I've heard really good things about night tiger. Um, and I, yeah, I want to read it, but I'm also saying like, I want a continuation of the oh. story. Like, there's so much world building that was teased, like the courts of hell and like the politics and the intrigue there. Yeah. Like there's definitely room for more story to happen. Um, I don't know that we'll get it. Cause it's been a while since, like you mentioned at the beginning of the episode, like yeah. it's been a while since this book is, was first released. Yeah. And I know she's, she's occasionally active on Twitter. Um, the author, and she is working on something else, but I don't know what it is yet. Yeah, this came out in 2013. So it's been almost 10 years. You know, that's what fan fiction's for, I guess. Oh, <gasps> I wonder if there's any out there. I should look, especially because it's a Netflix show now. Like it's got to be right, right. Okay, so if you find it, let's hook up some links. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if not, I'd be interested to see what your fan fiction would would be like. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, don't even get me started. I know. I got. I got like deadline. Well, I don't have deadlines yet, but I will have yeah. deadlines. But. <laughs> Uh, well, it's just, I mean, that's just how much we love it though. Just, you know, we want to read all the things in this world. Is there Absolutely. anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up? Oh, I just love it. I love this book so much. I loved it so much. I hope, I hope your listeners do pick it up. Yeah, me too. Me too. And um, Desiree and I like tag both of us. If you guys do pick it up and listen or read it um, or watch the show, you know, tag me and yeah. Desiree and, and let us know let us know what you think. Yeah. That way I could like talk spoilers with you. <laughs> yes, exactly. We're dying to talk spoilers. How can they find you, Desiree? I I'm swallowed wrong. Y'all are going to have to excuse me. <laughs> oh, you're good. Um, I'm on Twitter at DM Nicole. I'm also on Instagram at author underscore DM Nicole. Technically on TikTok, but I don't post videos. I'm just a lurker, but also DM Nicole. Just, just look up dmnicoli.com and that's my website yes it's pretty easy to find <laughs> well follow you need the people need to follow you too though because um you've got um given to the ghoul out right now which i love and adore um, thank you that is a good monster romance we talked about that earlier but you also have called to the deep coming out we're going to have you back in december for that release oh my god I'm so excited and I'm seeing so many people wanting mermaid stories right now and I'm like oh I wish we could hurry up and have your story I know it's so energizing and this is the month of mermaid so like there's all this like mermaid art coming out and like it's just such a perfect time of year it feels like a holiday to me thanks so much for coming on the show I really appreciate it and thank you so much for having me back it's always a pleasure chatting and squeeing about books with you squeeing about these wonderful sexy paranormal delightful ghosty yes yes Um thanks for joining us today on she wore black 
You can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter if you follow the links on our website at SheWoreBlackPodcast.com. We have some great episodes coming your way, so be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts. You can also support the podcast by shopping at our online bookstore at bookshop.org slash shop slash she wore black. Every purchase you make through our storefront, be it the books on my lists or any books you find in a search from our front page, will support the cost that goes into show production as well as supporting independent bookstores nationwide. Thanks again for joining us today and happy reading. Happy reading.